All right. Whoa. Welcome Hi. to hey, another... English. We talk, we talk in English, yeah. of course. Welcome to another episode of Tsuzame. Hi, Tsuzame. Wow. Yeah, hi, Tsuzame. Hi, Ronnie. Ronnie K. Hi. For you, Ronnie it's Ronnie K. K. <laughs> and uh, we are very happy to be here. And I don't know if Ronnie knows, but we are meeting people, only people that uh, can send us to the moon with our... No, 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 Mine. we're still here. We were so, on the moon already. A lot of pressure, yeah. a lot of pressure, but I'll do my best. Yes, it's, no, it's not. We are not. We're only we trust talking, you. It's talking, okay. Talking. Three women and uh, gorgeous, um, yeah, two gorgeous. Uh, okay, now can you please introduce our gorgeous guests? <laughs> I don't know what you think about this and this. What gorgeous what? And I'm younger than the For two this? of you. Take your... I see. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, look very look good. Oh my this God. is very good. You know what's the best thing about COVID? Uh, the mask. <laughs> oh, so now she's talking. Are you talking to me? Oh and no, I'm talking to myself. You look excellent. Let me see. Thank you so much. So, so much. Yeah, I'm beautiful. going to sit like this and I'm going to be happy. So please, can you introduce our... Ronnie Kay, uh -huh. a film director, TV director, uh -huh. uh, teaching at NYU, uh -huh. the film, film uh, school. department. My colleague. Exactly. <laughs> Yes, I only and I think we are going to start as three women who are independent as independent can be. Maybe okay. We would like. I would like to ask you what. Maybe you know, maybe not maybe, but I want to ask you actually, what do you think of the Me Too movement? I think the Me Too is uh, one of the best things that happened to women in the past century, I would say, or in the past few years, since it put out front um, things that women were afraid to talk about and things that women, um, you know, remain secret, not even with friends. You know, the funny thing is I had, uh, we have a parliament of women, just like really, oh, really? close friends. Yes. Yes, okay. Uh, I'm going a little bit under these side stories. We have a parliament of our own, has nothing to do with each other, but just a little, um, uh, just a little bit of, of background. I used to be a guy's girl. All my friends since I was a little girl are guys, boys. My best friends are boys all through the years. And I do have girlfriends, but they're very... Um, independent, strong, and only in the past few years, I actually connected between all of them and we began having a women's parliament. And I discovered the wonderfulness of uh, friendship with women. I think yes. that in a certain age, we also- um, we also- age, for yourself. <laughs> well, what what age? With a certain wisdom, Okay, good. comes the understanding that uh, women can support and be good to each other in ways right. that I don't think we understood when we were younger. Right. I used to be very much uh, a boy's girl. The boys were always there for me. I was always their best friends and women had some sort of competition that I didn't even want to get into. But um, I think that as we all got uh, wiser, and we discovered um, the beautiful support that we can give each other. I think that's also what uh, Me Too came out of when women started supporting each other and giving each other a hand in order to empower each other. It's very, very difficult 
to be alone in this situation. And I started talking about this parliament because not long ago we said and we started talking and these are my friends for, I'm not disclosing my age, but awesome. some of them are my friends for over 20 years. So we know each other very, very, very well. However, we started telling stories none of us knew about each other. What happened in our childhood or throughout the years, things that all of us, and I mean all of us, there were there are eight, eight to 10 women in this parliament. All of them are the most amazing, independent, career-oriented, strong, famous women. None of them are the type of woman that you think would be afraid uh, to say or to talk her piece or to say something that went over her. Yet in this specific meeting, we discovered about each other things that I never knew. And I'm telling you, these are my really my closest friends for so long that it's almost uh, unthinkable that this never became part of our conversation. I just so, want to mention that Roni was born in the United States, but grew up in Israel, and she now spending her time between New York and uh, Tel Aviv. And it's okay. a, and I'm saying it because it's a mixed culture because the the relations, the American relations are not exactly like the Israeli relations. But she came back when and she was three years old, so it doesn't matter. It has part of the whole structure in the. Um, in the girls' world and in the boys' world, it's it's very mixed. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to tell you something. Just to tell you, I don't think that you're referring only to this aspect of growing up as uh, women, but we are talking a lot because we came from um, square dizzing of both of us, uh, and, and the amount of sexual abuse, yeah. and we couldn't talk. Unbelievable. We couldn't unbelievable. talk, but it also, you know, it's it was it's unbelievable. Everything yeah. took place. We talked about stories that took uh, place when we were kids, when we were older, even in our 20s, even in our 30s. Right. Okay? And things that some of it I remember very clearly, and some of it only in this conversation I started remembering because we brushed it off as nothing because it was like, you know, part of the behavior, part of something that was common everywhere. Um, it, I think that what Me Too did is gave a lot of strength to women, knowing, first of all, you're not alone in this, and second, to raise their voice. At least However, I don't think it's true for a woman who works in a factory. Oh, I about women like us. The bubble. I think even, we do the bubble. Even women like us, uh, many of them are shameful, they think. Uh, it's better to keep it to themselves. Still don't come out with everything. Right. I have to tell you that I had a conversation with my mother uh, about someone who came out on television and said something um, about someone who abused her after he died. And when they started praising yes. him, then she came out and said, well, yes. this is not the case. Yes. And my mom, which is a very powerful, strong woman, she raised me, I admire her. She always was a career woman. She was, she was like, you know, the head of the family, the godfather, so to say. And I was extremely surprised when she said to me, I don't understand why she needs to bring it up. He's dead, he's gone, what's wrong with her? Maybe she's just saying things. And I'm like, and I had a, and I had a conversation with her and I'm like, why would you think that? I mean, I'm telling you this story, but I told her a story about me now. 
and also someone who passed away and they praised him on TV. And I have to tell you, that made me so crazy. I wanted to get up and say something because you can't think of him as a good man who empowered women, who gave him jobs in his films while he was doing what he was doing on the side. Only then she realized what I was talking about. So I think it's also a matter of generation. You know, genera different generations are used to different things. I, I wanna tell you that I think that right now, my daughter will never suffer from it, but I cannot count on it. You I can really cannot count on it. No. And I'll tell you something else. I have two more things to say. Well, first of all, and we'll get to that in a minute. Um, I think the system needs to change and the Me Too um, is just, you know, it's a movement, but it's not a solution. Mm -hmm. So we will talk about the solution in, in a minute. But before I say that, I just want to say that there was um, a case that happened now of a student that harassed another yeah. student in yeah. the class, not yeah. in Israel, not in Israel, <laughs> but also in Israel. Also in 15 Israel. years old is now on trial for raping three of yes. 15, three of his yes. uh, peers. Yes. yes, I know the kid through friends, so it, it's shocking. However, um, I must say that I don't think the system is treating it right to begin with. Not here, not in the US. How the girl, my girl that got harassed, that I was with her hand in hand through the process, almost got prosecuted herself, right. which means, right. uh, well, you think he followed you, this is what they told her. But the fact that you think he followed you, what do you mean you think if he followed her from school to her apartment without talking to her, just followed, following her? So to say, like investigating her in a way within the system, the fact that you think he followed you doesn't mean anything or telling her, um, and there were more cases of girls that because she was treated like that, we were afraid to come forward. Yes. And they told her the only way for us to really confront him is to have you confront him with your name, with your this. She told me, well, you know what? I don't think the system can do anything for me. I don't, I want to let it go. I'm afraid. I'm scared. And I don't want the rest of the girls who support me to come forward as well, because I don't want them to go through what I'm going through. Yeah, and it's shocking yeah. to me. And what's more shocking to me is the fact that and it devastates me. So what is I was unable. Well, the thing is this, let's start from the beginning. The fact that I wasn't able to do something for her from within the system, but just as a person, as a loving woman who mentors her, so to say, I did my best. But from within the system, if nothing's being done and nothing is being done from within the system, nothing is being done with the school of this guy in Israel. Nothing is being done in this the US. From he's going to get Tell you something, wait. He's going to get, to get punished, but the reason is because so many girls were not even uh, offended. I mean, they were just friends came out. A mess yeah, well, of girls. This is maybe the solution. Together. But well, what happened if one woman, one woman comes up and the rest of the women are afraid to support because she was getting attacked. So something within the system is rotten to begin with. I'm speaking about- But there's something else that is taking place because when we were those ages as kids, 
when things were done and girls didn't say a word, mm -hmm. didn't come to you, didn't help you, were looking and, and, and just staying quiet. Today, they do come, they do support, they do open their mouth and they do tell the truth about what took place for them. But the thing is that I don't know why it takes so long for the system to change, how many kids and how many women need to uh, reveal and get hurt before something is done. I want to be provocative. And, I think the norm of what it means to be a man didn't really change much. No. I agree with that. That's and what that's the problem. But men do our men fault too, because yes. we're still playing for men. Right. We're still that's playing true. for men. It's something built in in the system. And, um, you know, I don't think that even many women are aware that basically they trigger men without even, let's say they don't mean it, but they mean it. And it's a, it's a game that it's very hard to get rid of. I'm talking about very general way. And it's, um, it's so complicated and still the system is run by men. And as long as we collaborate, as long as we collaborate and we think that everything should be playing for them, you know, there's one big difference between us and the elephants because, you know, the elephants live the same way. Yeah. They live as long as we are. They live in a, a tribe of women and kids, but the boys are living at 15 and each one is going by himself someplace and they come only, you know, when they need more babies. But right. family is only for sex. It's, yeah, only, it's only for uh, women and, the, and girls. In our society, the men stay. Yeah. We are groups of women and we are coming for sex, but the men stay. And after 15, when the men stay, this is where all the problems start. But we are part of it. And, it's very, and you, we, cannot, we cannot come out and say it's only their fault. There's something in the structure of the society that has to work on both sides and change. So it's too big to change. Yeah, it's, it's very big. too big to it change. It starts with today, uh, you know, this, people started to say that, you know, the, our president took a, a female to be his um, um, advisor, military, uh, military. Advisor, yeah, right? So they were talking about, oh, she broke the glass ceiling. What? Yeah. She's not fighting. Let's say she was fighting, but she's not. She's sitting in the office and she's representing, you know, I don't know exactly all her duties. So they are still talking about glass. Women are breaking the glass ceiling. Oh my God, what? Well, once we uh, define certain things, we already create the problem. Because once you say we need for the first time a woman president, why do you make a deal out of it? Just get a president. It doesn't matter if it's a man or a woman. That's right. We have women presidents and leaders forever. And we're talking about the United States and they still bullshit. It's really uh, the way we present things. And right. I think that people don't pay attention. It's like 
when we talk about the films, we need more women to do films. We need good films, whether it's men or women. Um, it would be great if women will be able to do more, but this takes us to another section of why to look at women as a problem because they raise kids and they have other things to do and they have to take care of homes. So there's so many little uh, angles into the whole dish and you have to take care of the big picture. But you know, and I, mean, I must details. admit something, okay? So I am with the same man since I am 17 and a half or so. Yes, I must admit. We have three kids. Now, I wanted to, to, to in my case, to, to finish school, to do PhD, to make films, to make this, to make this. I worked very hard to stay with these limits of what is expecting from me as a woman and a wife and a mother. So I got a lot of shaming, people telling me, you know, what kind of a mother you are, going to make films, you know, but I must admit, I worked very hard to stay in the lane, not to right. walk the boat on my life. Right. And I don't know. And now when I look at I don't have the right answer. If I will walk the boat. I think there's the right answer. I think it's very individual. I think each and every person can do whatever they want to do whatever they aspire to do, but I don't think there should be limitations on what you want or aspire to do because of your gender. But if you look at most industries, most industries, whether it's uh, film, whether it's the, uh, uh, um, the uh, uh, law industry, whether it's the medical industry, it's all ran by men. Right. All the big heads are men, whether it's political, most of the people in the big, big jobs are yes. men. Also in the studios. I think we should start with educating everyone, women and men both, about equality. Right. I think it should start there. It should start from the bottom because I think that my, my aspiration, my fantasy would be a world where you can just take someone because they're good, because they're best for the job. But not only, it's not enough, it's not it's enough only to educate it because parallel to this, you have to set the, to establish a system that would support it. Exactly. So, you know, when I started in the, in the art school, in the first or second year, we already, we, we already had girls who uh, were about to get married or just had children. And we all talked about the need of having a, a kid's solution in, this, in the system. Maybe we should have like an area for the babies and somebody would babysit them, you know, that everybody would play babysitter while they take- But, you, but who talked about it, Silly? Who talked about it? Women, because they felt the Only need- Only the girls. The system basically need to come up with solutions so it's not a problem for anybody it's and it why should be a problem to have but children and, and i think if you educate them and if you put more women in position of powers and yes there's nothing they don't give you no women in power don't don't, they don't do they don't they really don't listen do. let's start okay, from the beginning anyway you the the, yeah. the 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 faculty that we both teach they, now they have 50 percent women and female who come to the school but you still most don't. Them, most of them wants to be director when they enter the school. Go and count how many think that they want to be a director at the end of the school. So I just the, well, no wait. But in the first year, when they have the first directing class, they form groups of four. 
right? Groups, mm -hmm. crews of four, right? In every crew, women are not even expected by the peers, the males, to be a, 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 a cameraman, yeah. cameraman. They resent that they yeah. have the school required that they will direct. They can be producers, for that good producer. They can be wardrobe. They can do air style, you know. So it starts from the first semester in school and we have incredible difficulties to change it. I want to tell you that this class that I had now, out of 24 students, 18 women, that was the first, I think, ever. I want to tell you that these 18 wonderful women started the class wanting to be hair, makeup, editor, uh, sound, at the most. 18 women finished the class wanting to be the director, lighting director, DP, director of photography. They will find difficulties to become directors. I'm telling but you, because look at the industry, 4% in the United States. 4% in the past decade, in the past decade, the, the percentage of women director, film and TV put together is stuck on 4%. I told you, yeah. 4%. 4%. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. So there's, I agree with Silly that the, it, it should be the best person for the job, right? And the same, by the way, the best man for the job. That's the original say, but let's change it. The best person for the job. But once you start a revolution of any sort, there's nothing to do but to push forward extra, which means, yeah, if there is a man and a woman that have the same credentials now, pick your ass and choose the woman because we need it. I'm not but saying you know, if he's less, but if they but do have- Ronnie, if you think about one step earlier, women yes. think about what would be good for their lives. And I'm not talking about few, I'm talking about general. Right. When I was younger, most women went to be teachers because it's easier because the vacations are with the kids, you know, everything. Right. Uh, all, the, all the girls at the hospitals that used to work on, um, in all the therapies were girls, especially Orthodox, because it was easier to handle life with this. This is not a reason to do it. This is not the right reason to choose occupation. You have to choose occupation from your heart and for your abilities, not because it goes well with life, you know? So, and once the system is not allowing and not putting a platform of the right direction of every, uh, every um, uh, no, every job, we won't be able to change anything. It has to work together. Everything has to work together. Not it's you, the education. You know, we have yeah. of power, finding solutions within yeah. the system. But look, there were so many women head of studios, but they were accountable to the men, even they're just a little bit below them. They didn't hire women directors. It's because amazing. it's because a problem. They gave yeah, up many of the aspects of their life and they created a problem. No, I don't know how many years ago, but- I, The biggest harassment I got on my job during the years were from women and not men about, uh, let's have a meet, a production meeting at 9 p.m. I said, 
or at 7 p.m. I'm like, I can have a 9 p.m. Seven to nine, I want to be with my daughter. I'm not with her all day long. You know how many women have told me, it's your problem that you decided to have a career and have babies. That's <laughs> a thing. That's why I'm saying we need to educate everybody. Yes. We need to open the system for everybody. In a way, also the system to give solutions that I don't have to choose either or. That I Once can you present, it doesn't matter in what field, even as a woman. Once, once you present a guy and a girl, you already, to avoid problems, will choose the guy. And you would say right. to the girl, listen, you have to make a choice. Why to make the choice? Exactly. When I came to Israeli television, no, after I finished a sentence about this, and I want to hear a story, the guys today, after me too, by the way, there's a trend where a lot of men are even more afraid to hire women. Yes. Because why do we need, you know, what am I putting myself into? So there's so many things to take care of. I'm sorry. Yeah, but listen, so before we go to what you say, just to tell you, when I came to Israeli television after I finished school in the States, uh, I came to the head of the, you know, director um, branch. He was sitting with his leg up. And he said, made the leg, which is even lower than sweetie. Sweetie, yeah. Made the leg. Are you married? I said, of course. What do you mean, of course? Yeah, I was like 24, <laughs> 5. And I said, of course, I have two children. So yeah. he said, so what do you need it? Go to the kitchen, cook to your kids. Yeah. He was not even thinking twice. However, I want to tell you something. Me too didn't include in parenthesis. Let's define what is sexual harassment. Exactly. If a guy comes and hugs me and hugs me too tight so he can feel my whatever, right? Or whatever, this is not a rape. We have to be careful not to destroy men's life. Yeah. For the, 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 even if they say you are gorgeous, they can sue him. You know? know? I call a lot men, of by the way, in my department, I called him, you know, you are gorgeous in the school, in the university. And so, you know, I can sue you. Yeah. Crazy. So, you know, know, we have to be careful and we are not. We are not we careful. careful. We also have to be careful not to ruin it and not to use it as a weapon against men. Right. Because that would be the other side of it. And so many men now don't want to hire women. So this is a time of a big, big, big confusion. Yes. Both on men and women's side. And I think yes. we need to clean table and start from the beginning. This is why I'm saying education, because it's very like, hard to put the line between use and abuse. Very hard to put the line. Well, first of all, like you said, there's so many aspects to take care of, whether it's within the system, whether it's education, whether it's all over each and every industry, whether it's to give solutions of how you can have career and a life and a mother. There's so many solutions to be given here, whether it's- It was very difficult, you know that, you know, but the difference, between, I don't know if I can reveal, you know, I wanted to take you, to talk to you about being a single mother, which is very difficult. Okay. Very difficult. But, but yeah. I just want to tell you, it was so difficult for me, you know, to, to, I'm, to still stay now in the business and make, try to make films. I, want, I cannot give up, it's my soul, right? Exactly. And it's becoming but more difficult, not because of age. Only people like you and me, that this is their dream and it's like do or die for them, will no probably problem. stay even though. But a lot of women, a lot of women, I mean, how can it be 
that our classes for a couple of years now yes. have 50-50 men and women or for quite a few years. Yes. And I mean, here even I had so many more and still for the past decade, we're stuck on 4%. But they are so now sophomore, they are sophomore, right? They are sophomore or freshmen. Sophomore, give them two, two more years. Two more, two more years, they will sit down and calculate, is it worth it, the life of being a director? Not okay. So always a question, price, you know, how much you pay and what you get, rewards and price, right? And, the and they get to a point that they get away. position of power, you need to give them solutions and incentive as well. Cool. Also, if the system would have given me a, a, a help with caring for my daughter, if the pay is the same as men, if my options are as open to anyone, just like they're open for the men next to me, there's, if the we pay- cannot wait for the system. You know, we you cannot know. count on the system. We have to, well, like you, you are talking about it. Somehow we, the me too, good start. Now take the me too and make it logical in terms of what does it mean abuse and what does it mean harassment and what and then take so it and practical. use it by women to start to ask you know we, we cannot wait for system men i don't think listen so. when i moved to the states and i was i wanted to work and uh women told me why do you take our jobs you have somebody to support you yes and I was so surprised and you know, in, in, in one hand, it's true. If I take their place, they cannot uh, do the job. On the other hand- If anyone goes on anybody else's place, I think- That's right. But the, 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 the reason, why do you take our place when you have somebody to support you, go home? That's the thinking, that's the thinking. That's that the thinking. Need. And it's, uh, it's true, it's like 30 years ago, but it's still there. Yes, it's, 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 yeah. so we, we we think the same that um, we it has to come from within the movement, but we have to shape it in the right direction and not right. let it be all over the place. Listen, Silly, yeah. I just want to make sure that we little bit talk about her as a filmmaker. Sure, because there are a few things with me that are very interesting, because uh, in the you know and. Unfortunately, I don't know, I don't know what it is. I don't want to judge. I am, everything I do uh, in films and stuff, it's usually either the Holocaust or the conflict, sometimes battered women, a little bit, that's it. Now I look at your resume and you like, so, you know, you, you spread so many- You're all over the place. Yeah, but this is, a, this is a negative- um, No, no, not in a bad way. Not in a, not bad, in a way. bad way. So, I wonder, okay, because why, why do you pick up a story? I'll give you an example, according to what we talk right now, right? You, for example, did a film about Sipi Livni, who right. was, um, was supposed to be a prime minister at the end, right? But you, you talk about the dream and, and the disappointment. Right. So, you know, the question is, for example, or, um, or, you did about a motherhood, right? Yes. Or you did about, a, you know, also, I wonder how much you come from questions that bother you. I'll explain. Um, when I'm, every time I'm creating, it's all about making an impact. Ever since I was six years old, I wanted to be a director because for me, the director was the one with the say 
the one that leads, the one that I didn't even know what it is. what's in their head, right? Um, and for me, it's all about making an impact. So I was using my talent or abilities or skills in everything that I could or would touch to find the story for me that makes an impact, whether, first of all, on me, that changes something in me or, or reveals something for me, and definitely to make an impact for the viewers. T.P. Livni, for example, the reason that I wanted to make this film is because once she was running, running to be uh, the Israeli prime minister, uh, the very first um, articles in the media, magazines, whatever, was all about the skirt she was wearing, what she looked as today, how come she comes dressed like this to this. And it drove me crazy because she's a smart woman and she has a lot to say. So I actually invited her for coffee and she said, no, never, nobody ever does films with me. I don't like in this and that. And I explained to her where I come from and why this matters to me so much. So she agreed to let me be with her 24 seven with a camera for five years everywhere. And I'm talking everywhere, everywhere in a way, in a way that I know, you know, state secrets. <laughs> um, but that, that meant a lot to me. A woman in such a manly world, how she deals with it and how people around her, including her voters, have a difficulty even listening to her. Yeah, but they win before it. She the had to go away. She had to go away. Well, that's on a different scale. But my film was very much on a woman in a man's world and how she deals with all um, the comments, how she needs to um, uh, avert the conversation to actually political issues and not being treated just, oh, it's a woman who's trying to make it. That was the reason for that. So every you time- know, The same with Sulamut Aloni, because I did her campaign once, you know, and because she, she was perceived as aggressive. And that's of course. Human rights and everything yes. that she did was, she was so-called aggressive. Well, so, if, if speaking about the same things, would he have perceived as being aggressive or just right. maybe as a compliment? That's right. That's right. Yeah. So but what I mean is that uh, when we are talking about women and becoming even a model, because she was a model, right? She was yeah, an example of a woman who could, who yes. went and, but until today, that's because maybe I didn't do the research. I'm very upset that she didn't become prime minister. By the way, like, like Hillary. If I, I, I don't know about other people, I but I, yeah, Hillary Clinton. I, I agree. Right? Look, I was never a feminist, so to say. I mean, if you asked me until a few years ago, I would have said, I never had a problem. I just did what I wanted to do. I didn't, you know, um, pay attention to the men who didn't give me the respect I thought I deserved. I just went for it and I made it and I did it. And if you want it, you can make it. In the past few years, when I opened my eyes more, and especially when I came to New York a few years ago and I saw how they looked at me as um, different creatures, so to say. I mean, people looked at my resume as like, oh my God, a woman director who's done so much. I'm like, let me, you know, research it a bit. Why are you even looking at it as such a big deal? Only then I realized, because I, I admit, I lived my life just, you know, focusing and doing what I do 
and succeeding to the best of my abilities. And I didn't feel like I was, um, I was given obstacles by the men around me because but, I didn't want it. I didn't want to admit it. I didn't want to look at it. Yeah, but a lot of your films, what? a lot of your documentaries are dealing with struggles that in many cases, very hard to overcome. Like you did the, uh, I will say this is Tipulimats. Uh, I, I see you. I see you, which, you know, let's, we don't know. We did, you did about Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. We yes. did about the mother of Rona Rudd. That, you know, when you're going to stop waiting. Right, you know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, Rod, right? You did about... Um, well, no, I was uh, the, na- the navigator. Right. That was captured right. many, what many I, years yeah, ago. What I'm trying year. to say is somehow, if I look at the leitmotif in your films, including Tsipi Livni, yeah. is what we're talking about. Struggle, many, most of the time, is women. But it's it from, from the human the point of view, Moni, yeah, right, right. Moni when, yeah. you, when you deal with things, you mainly look at the uh, uh, human point of view. You look at mm-hmm. things from humanity, and um, some of them take place in the political world. Some of them take place in the health system. Some of them take place in the educational system. The systems are very similar. It's the same society. Right. The human point of view is very personal. When you put both of them together, you, you have a very different way for each one to handle. So basically it's a pile up of, of different way of um, looking at things, you know, and you just see the, the humankind through your eyes in, in certain situations, which this is life, you know, yeah. that's okay. Yeah. Now, how do we take all that and we just, take the top layer, you squeeze it together, say, okay, now let's use this in order to make a difference and change. So if you take all your stuff and we put it together and squeeze the top, you know, then we can start and create something that would lead us with all these goodies, you know, to- um, to So where do you put, I don't know if it was a film or a television show, Sex in sport. Sex oh. in mean the sport. Sex in the world of sport. Can I talk about well, that? I don't know. Uh, yeah, because wait, you were married to a, one of my our famous famous basketball, uh, basketball, basketball player who uh, became religious, right? And you have a film, by the way, which has to do. You know, with uh, the process of the process and, and the matchmaking in, in religious. Never mind. So I know you had some kind of background. What do you mean by that? But what was it about? The sex in sport. Well, that was a beautiful, beautiful uh, TV show by the name of Zoom, which they took for each episode a different director, and they just gave them a title and do whatever you want with it. And this is what you chose. And my title was. Sex and sport. They chose it for me. Bonnie, I'm like, okay, I'm, okay. so what side of your personality? I don't know. A lot. Okay, <laughs> so what did you do there? What did you do in this episode? Well, the thing with sex and sport was all about how men in sport are considered to be very um, manly men, oh. very straight, very. Uh, so gender, you know, not gender. Sex in terms, you see me. 
I, I waited for some kind of picture of case, you know, sex. Sex, sex? No, but, but it goes gender. there. Wait, speak about gender. Wait, wait, wait a minute. It goes there. But then it goes to how, like, how would you ever see on the street or any, you know, normal social, uh, whatever event, you would never see men hugging, kissing, kissing on the mouth, jumping on each other, like touching each other's asses. But in a game of football, for example, yes. oh my God, what do you see? Yes. Oh, well, right? I could have like, The stuff like I that, or how men are, you know, and the, the sports cars, and just generally the, the, the connection. The sport is very physical, which they would never ever allow themselves to do in public anywhere else. And it also goes for the fans which would, you know, I mean, maybe not as the player would jump on each other's asses, but they allow themselves. No, but nobody would say they're gays. That's none, none. none. <laughs> you would do <laughs> any kind of gay? something like that in the I real world. Yeah, yeah, no. so that was I mean, mean, like I knew from my basketball husband, every time their, their friends saw each other, there's always like chapping on the butt. There's always like hugging in ways that they're very, very close. Always touching each other's parts. I'm like, what's going on there? Yes. <laughs> how is that? How is that okay in your locker room? But it, when everybody's naked, by the way, and it's not okay as soon as you go out to anywhere else. You remind and me how that come I went to the Knicks. I went to the Knicks game once, and I said, "Yeah, close." And somebody was fighting behind me. And the first thing I did, I went to the floor of the players, and I only got to them and. I don't want to say until where. You know? <laughs> uh, they couldn't hug me. What do you mean hug me? They couldn't even they wanted to. That was really, also when I go to Tilly, it's like this. You know, Tilly, look at the watch. We didn't even feel. And we didn't oh, anyway. We'll do another one. But I'm very but I really want to make sure that we understand that you I, I don't know. I don't know if I envy you or not. I it's too much for me to think about it in those terms, but the range of subjects that you covered. And you also did video, musical videos, right? Love it. That's my yeah. favorite. And the children's stuff, right? And also, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And comics, something that's based on comics. Bang, anyway, bang was my is all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'm happy that you are uh, still, uh, you know, younger than, uh, older than me, but st still you have a lot of years to explain, right? Once you get in the department, this department I'm not, shit. yes, yes. So listen, silly. <laughs> the next new life. best thing, Onile. We enjoyed it very much. I don't know about you, but- I enjoy you very to, much. We have to finish with, a, a call to the women of the, oh, it's like in, the, in, like in Malkota Yofik, when? The... Pageant, pageant, are you calling it? <laughs> the beauty pigeon. The, the, the beauty, the, the message pigeon. to the world. Mesh, message to the world, world peace. But in this case, <laughs> it would be but look, women. Look what you two do now. What? You do the same. Exactly. You You're right. You're putting same. down all these girls right away. Not, no, I want to, the, right. no, I'm picking up from them. No, 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 no. We no. want to be on the stage, central stage, voicing our sense. voice. Yeah, sense. I will be with the, uh, <laughs> the Houtini. By the way, that might make a change because it, it will the Houtini, right. 
Okay, girls, that was, I hope you, I hope you enjoyed it like oh, us. We enjoyed it very much. Thank right. you, Rod. Wait, and you also, also told me a few things about myself that I didn't realize because I never analyzed everything that I did. So thank you for that. That thank was you. very and nice. Thank everybody who came and see you next week. See you next Conquering week. Conquering the world. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Amen. Bye.